was growing up as a kid, I was certainly not a comic book buff by any means. You know, even now, I never read the comics in the newspaper, and I'm completely ignorant about all the, uh, the narratives of all the kind of Marvel movies that have come out recently. I kind of lost track of how many Marvel kind of characters there are out there nowadays. But I, am, I have no idea what's going on in those movies, so don't ask me ever about you know, the plot line for uh, one of these Marvel movies. I don't follow comic books, I don't follow the narratives, and yet I find it completely uh, intriguing and mystifying, at least one of the comic book narratives, Superman. And what I find mystifying and intriguing about Superman is Lois Lane. How could she not know that Clark Kent is Superman? That's completely mind-boggling. For those of you who are as ignorant of comic book narratives as I am, Superman, as we know, is this extraterrestrial being who somehow finds his way here on Earth. He's raised by human parents. And he disguises his identity by merely wearing a business suit and glasses, which I think demonstrates one of his first superhuman characteristics and abilities is his thriftiness. Yeah, but his thriftiness, it pay, pays off. Lois Lane has no idea. Even though this individual shares a lot of the same attributes as Superman, even this individual is oddly never in the same place as Superman at the same time, Lois Lane never understands that if she merely takes the glasses off, ah, the same person. But it's not just her. Everyone else in this narrative is just like her. They never bother to really look more closely at the reality, the truth of the reality that's right underneath their noses, that's right before their eyes. Everyone in this narrative is so kind of caught up with their own preconceived notions as to who Superman is this extraterrestrial, this man who flies through the sky, that they couldn't even fathom that Superman could be right there in their midst, right with them, walking with them, talking with them, sharing life with them. It's interesting how sometimes these narratives kind of play out in real life and how sometimes these narratives whether in comic books or works of fiction or movies, how they sometimes can have a very significant, substantial, spiritual message. And I think with this illustration of Superman and Lois Lane and Clark Kent, I think the spiritual message that we can find therein is something that's very apt for this Advent season that we find ourselves in right now that the challenge that we face is no different sometimes than the challenge faced by Lois Lane or all the other characters in Superman. Sometimes we miss the truth of the reality that is right underneath our noses. I think the gospel passage that the church has chosen for us on the second Sunday of Advent kind of gets to the heart of this idea of finding reality where sometimes... We don't even bother to look. There are two different sets of individuals that we find 
in this gospel narrative from St. Matthew. The first group is made up of very pious, very prestigious Jews, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the social and the religious elite at the time of our Lord. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were men who did everything right regarding their faith, and they were highly regarded for it. They followed the law perfectly. They prayed at all the right times. They fasted. They did all those great spiritual practices that we're called to do as well. They appropriated the law in their own lives, and they tried to help other people live out the law as well, all of which are very good things. There's no doubt about that. Dedication to the law, prayer, fasting, all of that is excellent. And very much so, the Pharisees and Sadducees should have been highly regarded by the people of their time because of what they were doing. However, the problem with the Pharisees and the Sadducees is a problem of vision. They had very myopic vision. They couldn't see as clearly as they thought they could. Because to them, the idea of God entering into their world, being with them, walking with them, having this close, intimate, personal relationship with God, that was something that was somewhat beyond them. They couldn't see it. They couldn't understand it. In many respects, they were like Lois Lane, Clark Kent and Superman, the same person, right underneath their noses, right there with them. And yet, it's beyond their understanding. Contrast that with the second figure that we have in this gospel narrative, the figure of St. John the Baptist. Just looking at the description of St. John the Baptist, I don't think any of us would want to be anywhere near him ourselves. He's coarse. He wears clothing made out of animal hair. He eats bugs. He lives in the desert. He wouldn't be someone you would invite to your home for Thanksgiving dinner, let alone Christmas dinner. And yet St. John the Baptist, had such clear vision. He was able to see reality as it truly is. He was able to understand that the idea of God entering into our world, having a personal relationship with us, desiring us to share in a very real and powerful way God's very life. John the Baptist had no problem whatsoever with that idea. And that's the message that he's preaching in the desert. This message of repentance, this message of the coming kingdom, it's all a message that's pointing to the reality of God's coming into the world and desiring to enter into the lives of his people. That's the message that presumably all of us have accepted in our own lives. At the moment of our baptism and up to this very moment, this very point. All of you are here, hopefully, because you recognize that God is active in your life, that God desires to enter into your home, 
that God desires to be a part of who you are, to shape who you are. And yet with that said, for whatever reason, sometimes we still struggle. Sometimes we still can't see it. Sometimes we think, why would God ever want to do that for me? Why would God ever want to do that in this church with all its problems, all its foibles? Why would, want to God, why would God want to do that in this world with all its challenges and difficulties, injustice, hatred? Why would God do such a thing? According to human reason, it doesn't make any sense. But when we stop and think with the mind of God and see with the eyes of faith, it should hopefully make all the sense in the world. All of you are called to, in a few moments, approach this altar to receive in your own bodies the body and blood of the one who will be born on Christmas Day, who will minister, the one who John the Baptist was heralding his arrival, the one who one day hung on a cross for your salvation, who was raised from the dead, ascended to the Father, sent his spirit into the world, the very same one who did all of that, you will soon receive in a very few short moments from this very altar. You will take God himself into your bodies. You will be transformed, transfigured by God himself, who desires to enter into the house of your soul. And so in preparation for that, we have to ask ourselves, can we see it? Do we believe it? Can we see with that, those eyes of faith? Can we believe the unbelievable? Can we allow God to dwell in our hearts? As we continue on this Advent season, may we make that our constant meditation, our constant prayer, as we prepare for Christmas as we prepare for this ongoing journey of faith. How can I make a home for God in my life? How can I see his arrival? How can I see him actively playing a part in everything I do? Not just here in the parish, not just the hour I give him on Sundays or Saturday evening, but every moment of my life, in my family, with my family, in my home, at work, with my friends, at school. How do I allow God to personally enter into my life and me to say yes? To him, giving him everything I have, because he himself has given everything he has for us. So may we pray, come Lord Jesus, enter into our lives. May we follow the example of the Baptist, preparing your coming, heralding the way, so that others might see more clearly with the eyes of faith that we have, and enter more deeply into the love of God.